1: Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB.
2: Welcome back. Hour two begins now. I'm Eric Von Hessler. I'm joined by Autumn Fisher, Jared Yamamoto, English Nick, and it is time for Outrage Corner.
0: That's outrageous.
2: Nick. All right, English Nick, what is outraging the planet? What stories have people outraged this There
3: night? is a YouTube video that's causing outrage. Well, some people are outraged. This uh, father had his son smash the Xbox on the front lawn after the son came home with bad grades. And now heres now I saw this. This was the viral video
2: of the week, and everybody had an opinion mm. about this. And I know that a lot of people were saying this is a good father, and some were... Look, he swears at the kid twice. Mm-hmm. Is that no longer a thing anymore? I mean, this is a this is not a this is not a kid who's seventeen years old. So how old is he? I don't know. He's like ten years old, eight or nine, oh, something gosh. like that. Yeah, eight, ten. So. It reminds me of like the, the the mother that everybody fell in love with in the middle of the Baltimore riots. Oh. Yeah, she was doing the right thing, but she was speaking to her son in ways that I don't know that that makes you a great mother. So number one, we can't play the part on air where he's throwing um, the the expletives around with this kid. So that's that's number one. Uh, you might look if the Xbox is is causing trouble and the kid's getting bad grades, you take it away but a good parent also gives the kid a way to get it back and the way to get it back is to bring those grades mm-hmm. up and the you know the xbox is in the closet and you can't use it until you change your behavior we have a little bit of this tomorrow go ahead and play let's some go. Of it. it's
3: not my fault my don't want to give it to let's me go. It's not my fault now it's All
2: right. not my fault let's go it's
3: not my fault that i didn't get them. let's go it's not my fault that i didn't get them though
2: let's go You've got three weeks, Jason. Let's go. Sounds like it's Canada. Oh, my, my Too bad. Want to give it to Let's me. go. It's not
3: my fault.
2: Now. All right, stop it right What's there. What's
3: not his, what
2: he He's got a sledgehammer and he's just telling him he's got to, you got to break the Xbox. Yeah. The kid's crying. Let me tell you something. That dad is a jerk. And I only use this word because it's all that I'm allowed to use live from Sherwood Forest on WSB Radio <laughs> in Atlanta. This dad is a jerk. Uh. Beyond the way that he's acting there with his child. Then to post it to YouTube, here's my kid crying, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm going, you're going to humiliate your kids, your kid's going to live with that for the, when your dad, when your dead dad, that YouTube video is still going to be out there. Your kid doesn't have the power of Jennifer Lawrence. He's not going to be able to scrub the internet the way that she did. So, you know, I, this guy is a complete jerk and it reminds me of why I'm so hopeful that reincarnation is not a real thing. <laughs> because I do not want to be an eight-year-old again. I do not want to be a 10-year-old again. I do not want to be an 11-year-old again. Look, I I, I did fine. Uh, I come from a bit of a broken family, but I was loved. I was not abused ritually or anything like that. But when I was a kid, I couldn't stand the fact that people who were bigger than me were always able to tell me where to go, what to do. Maybe I don't feel like getting in the car right now and driving. That's the part of childhood that I couldn't stand. And when I hear that father, who is, he may have a point, his kid needs to get better grades, but he's using it and he's enjoying the power that he has as a big person over a little person. You gotta watch yourself if you're a parent. If you're a young parent and you're listening to me, of course you need to have discipline. Of course you need to be strict, but you have to check yourself and and ask yourself always, am I using my place of power with this small person to make myself feel better? Because I can't hurl these epithets toward my boss right? Because he's got more power than I do. And you've got to watch it when you come home, and it's time to spank your child. And Now, look, there are people who can do it, who are very clinical, and this is just the punishment that I'm meeting out for what you did, but that's rare. It's almost impossible not to also have a little bit of that guy at work and those people don't listen to me. And you have to be careful. I found this out myself, uh, my 30-year-old when he was five years old. Even when I used to spank him, I would put One hand, I was really kind of hitting my hand. So I put one hand on him and then spank my hand because I thought that the sound (laughs) right, was going to be more of a thing. So I was trying from the very beginning. But I stopped with that when I realized... That I did not, I personally did not have the ability to cut out all of the other frustrations in my life and just be cold and clinical and just mete out that much punishment.
0: That you weren't in control anymore. Right. right. Or,
2: or, or that I was just kind of taking it out of mm-hmm. my kid for frustrations in my life. Mm-hmm. And I ask everyone who's a parent that's listening to this, ask yourself that question. I'm not condemning spanking a kid when they're wrong or whatever. That's that's a personal decision. But I do think parents have to ask themselves, is there really no frustration that's coming from other parts of your life and here's some a, a position of power that man is exploiting his position it's of mental power. torture it, 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 says right. to that And kid. the kid is wrong Right? said, it's not my fault it's the teacher's yep. fault but he's a kid yeah okay and my my belief, I've been like this for years when my kids were smaller there were times where I emptied every toy out of the room <laughs> but they were still in the house sure. and there was still a way to get them back and the way to get them back was to change your behavior. Another thing that I found works very well in raising children, when your kids are just out of control and not acting right, when they're just causing trouble for no reason, I would send my kids to their room, but they got to decide when they came out. At the point that you can come out here, and yeah. be with the rest of us, and because they're in a mood, we all get in a mood, right? You, you, you just get go chill out. You somewhere. go chill out, and yeah. I don't say that to them. Or I didn't say that to them, but but let them govern. You, you go to the room and you decide when you come out. When you're ready to come out and join the rest of us and not cause trouble, leave your room. Take the toy away and say the way to get the toy back is to bring your grades up. I think that's
0: the problem is that in this video and in his voice, you can hear that he's out of control. He's like, do it now! You know what I mean? He needed to be very, he needs to be the pillar and be very calm and say, maybe not smash the Xbox. That's a little bit violent and a little bit forceful or whatever. By the way, you're you're
2: teaching that kid how to parent when he gets older.
0: Yeah is to just destroy things uh, yeah, your just, kids that, love. I tell you what,
3: that, that kid's going to come back and give his dad an atomic wedgie at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: all going to come back. All these stories are going to conflate yeah. at some point uh, on the last day of the world. He's going to crash a train <laughs> yeah. into his... Uh. But I would just ask that. I would ask that. Uh, I, I, I would ask any any parent that's listening. It, it, I'm, I'm not coming out against spanking kids. I, I got to the point where I just didn't do it. Uh, with, with the first and then didn't do it at all with the second because I would rather I would rather teach and have the child... Calm, c- look,
0: collected control. What,
2: what, right? what I mean. incentive does this kid have to bring his grades up at this point? He's just in trouble right. and he did something wrong and now he smashed that. Dad's not going to go out and buy a new Xbox for him if the grades go up. You're trying to teach your children to do better and change their behavior. Give them incentives for that to happen. Now, don't take any crap you know, don't don't allow them to get the upper position. You're the boss, and that needs to be known. But um, show your kids how you expect them to act by. How they see you acting. You know the in worst thing. The like worst that. thing is
3: that kid is scared to death of his dad. Yes, that is t- absolutely. And he that's He lives what, in fear. Yeah, that's absolutely. Uh, and that's.
0: You know, he's gonna probably grow up and just be like, you know, I. He taught me a lot. Yeah. Him. But <laughs> then like, he like for like, some like, reason can never get along with his friends and his girlfriends <laughs> right. always breaking up with him. I mean,
2: I don't know where it all goes psychologically. This kid may grow up and just be a very strong person yeah. and
3: blow it off and not My have any problems. My dad beat
0: me up all the time and at me know I'm yes. the best. You know, so,
3: it's like the bad dog that gets scolded and beaten when it does something bad, but nothing happens when it. Good. Nothing happens when right. it's good except Ugh. it doesn't get beaten. No. And no. so right. then they.
0: You, so you have a you, dog that's behaving,
2: but not happy. Right.
0: But yeah. not and,
3: happy. And the same thing
2: can can happen with children. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. when you have kids, that is a big responsibility, and it takes a lot. And it takes more to teach your children how to behave properly than just to knock them down every time they don't. Again, there are parents who can do this right. I've seen, there are parents who are, you know, okay, you get five smacks on the butt when you do that. and But I believe, because of my own experience, that that's rare. I think if you really ask yourself and look in the mirror, you would find, if you were honest with yourself, that there are other frustrations from the day where that you're taking out. And also, you know, my, my father... Uh, would psychologically torture us because I, w- I remember when I was, I do a lot of stories from 1969. <laughs> Some of, a lot happened there when I, was, when I was five years old. I was a stupid kid and I took a crayon and I just started drawing on the walls like stupid kids do. My father was there and he didn't, he didn't spank me then. He was going to work. And he said, when I get home oh, from man. work... Then I'm going to spank you. So if he just spanked me then, I could have gone on with my day. But instead, he psychologically terrorized me for eight hours. How old were you? (laughs) I was like five. And so all day long. And then, more than that, my old man knew how to really push it in because he'd come home and for 30 minutes he wouldn't say anything so you'd start to believe that maybe he forgot but he didn't forget (laughs) he was going for maximum effect and so that's why in a nutshell i hope that reincarnation is not something (laughs) that i ever have to deal with (laughs) there you have it a lot about me when i was five years old 1969 you know we went to the moon And I was five. And I have stories like you wouldn't believe. we got a couple more outrage stories when we return. All right, 78 degrees. Right now, as we speak, Channel 2's Brad Nitz says we're going to look for a high of 85 degrees. That's all going to work out as an eight on your mellish meter. So calibrate your personal home mellish meter. (laughs) Two hours so that we can stay in sync. Uh, this weather report brought to you by ShoeMate, the official air conditioning of summer. What are you doubting me that we? I have no, my own. I've Mellish seen meter. yours. I've seen oh, it. That should be
0: something that is given out from WSB. I wonder. Promotions if I a, team. Listen exactly.
2: Up. This should be Mellish meters. Pocket that can, meters. You know, That's yeah. That, that way, when <laughs> my favorite host. Tells me what the Mellish meter is, I can have my own, and there you go. There, should be, there should be an
3: app that's yes. called the Mellish meter app. There you
2: go, WSB. Create it. Somebody create it. I think that's why Mellish is off for this last mm. week or so. I think he's working on the software. So to come back with a bigger and better Mellish meter. And Brad Nitz should have the Nitz neater. It will not, you know, the new Mellish meter won't even fit in the building. <laughs> but it is accurate to, like, within atomic levels. It is accurate. So it's worth it. But it's, I think they're going to have to store it in Turner Field or something. Once the Braves so they, they need to use that stadium for something. So it's going to th- be. Th- I think that the all new, bigger, better Mellish meter <laughs> is the place for it. The all new, bigger, better Mellish meter.
3: 20 stories high in the old Turner Field.
2: Yes. That way everyone will know. As you it driving? Is your just. Oh, it's an eight. Yeah. <laughs> It's an eight. Leave the umbrella at home. That's right. Yeah. So, but then again, I guess they, they want you to tune in and all that. So it kind of cannibalizes the product to have a large mellus meter. So <laughs> I guess my ideas will be shot down in flames as usual in
3: radio stations. We have another uh, outrageous story from we the do, planet it, we live on and in And It Wichnuk. seems like the kids are suffering this week in Outrage Corner. Well, there are a lot of stories about people and kids and getting it bad this Outrage week. Outrage over a game show in Cambodia. There's a 13 year old lady. Wait, stop. They have game shows in Cambodia? Yes. Well, it's been a long time since the Khmer Rouge. Things have to be working <laughs> <Yeah>. out better. <laughs> and you thought the Japanese have... had cornered the market. Now, we- so they do like weird game shows like yeah, the Japanese yeah, yeah. do. Okay. So this was a game show where a thirteen year old lady or girl from who was originally born in the United States, Autumn Allen, she moved to Cambodia with her father when she was six. She hadn't seen her mother in years. The Cambodian TV show said Come on, and you'll meet your mother for the first time in years. Right. When they bring out her mother. Now, how old is she? Thirteen. Thirteen or so? She's years. She's thirteen old. years
2: old. She hadn't seen her mother since, uh, since long. she was six. Since she was six. So
3: seven years. So they get, they
2: send an invitation. Yeah. We're, we're gonna do this game show thing where you're gonna reunite with your with your birth mother. And you're gonna see her for the first time, and then what happened? It took, She's what? on stage, and they bring out
3: her mother, and it's actually a dude
2: in drag. Now this is in Cambodia, but I think we have a little audio from there. Let's see what we got hey, there. That's the drum roll, the build-up, right? Yeah. Woo! And then this...
3: That's the hosts, I think.
2: And now the audience laughs at this poor little girl because it's a, basically a drag queen, yeah. and it's not her mother, and she starts crying.
3: Yeah, he comes out and kisses her you on the what cheek. <laughs> so
2: you just hear the air just and drop out, just out of the, the room. It. I don't even know what they're saying there it's, you know, <laughs> so I don't even do they speak Cambodian and Cam- I don't even know what the native language is somebody look that up in the Google yeah. world is there Anyways. something called Cambodian
0: like you're breathing in words <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, true it's like give backwards us a
2: English. more English. Yes. perhaps you could translate <laughs> <laughs> <I think> it's <laughs> called <laughs> Khmer it's, it's spelled Khmer, Khmer. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Like Khmer <laughs> it must be
2: close to the Vietnamese language sure. yeah um, and they
0: sound like they're swallowing their words oh. it? it's great she
2: could say this because she's a linguist. That's she true. She actually, she she was. They her, have a lot of. Uh, she made her living in languages. So <laughs> they have it's a not lot racist words. at all. It's, they have a lot of words that go like,
0: Nah, nah. they cut like yeah. breathe in, and they have a instead of their air going out for a sound. Sometimes their air goes in. My
2: favorite thing of those languages, which is, by the way, I'm so dumb. My brain, I still can't wrap around the fact that we have different languages. I know, like that they're talking to each other, they're understanding each other, and I can't under like I might as well be a dog looking at it. Yes. It just kind of blows my mind. <laughs> my so my varied, favorite, yeah. I, and I understand it, but it's just weird to me. And uh, the the one that I love the most is I think it's Chinese, where they'll they'll do this thing where they they add like an. extra Extra vowel and it's almost like somebody like, it's like, it's like, it's like that other thing that goes like and I love it. It's my favorite sort of weird thing about a language. And then what weirds me out is if they hear me talking right now, like they would make fun of me because to them it sounds absolutely bizarre.
0: English sounds like this:
2: Not enough vowels. Alright, when we return. My misanthrope buddy from New York City is going to give us the stories. Welcome back. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. I am joined by Autumn Fisher, Jared Yamamoto, and English Nick. Hey, if it's Sunday, that means it's time to pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal Constitution. This week, uh, a great story with new details in a controversial shooting of an unarmed black teenager by a white police officer in a small Georgia town. Pick up your Sunday Atlanta Constitution. It is uh, time now. I'm always a little weirded out here when we go to New York City for this, this, this next one. But, you know, just go ahead and jump in. He's a misanthrope. He needs counseling and he's our buddy. <laughs> it's time for...
0: Stories from Studio B1 with Greg Russ.
2: Greg Russ, are you there? Yes, uh, yeah. yes you are uh how's your week going greg are you in a good mood or are you in a bad mood i'm in a fine mood i'm still recovering from the food poisoning from india but uh <laughs> he went to india and he ended up sick most most of the time you were there you were basically sick
1: yeah and still going on and the people you should go to the doctor why so the doctor can say go home and drink a lot of fluids and then i spend some money no thanks
2: <laughs> how long does this take now so you first got sick in india about a week ago didn't you yeah, I was supposed to join
1: the show from India, but I was just yeah. lying in bed watching a bar rescue, actually, in India. They had bar <laughs> rescue on TV. Now, was it?
2: Oh, that's right. The, the language is English, so I guess you can watch anything you want when you're in India.
1: Which is a very touching show. Like It, it can make you cry. Sometimes these people are so grateful that their business has been saved at least... Temporarily, mm-hmm. uh, it brings tears to the eyes. Isn't it
2: usually the case with those shows, though? That if you really check on these places, it's like the the uh, is it Gordon, Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay. I love Kitchen those night shows, nights. Kitchen Nightmare, where yeah. he comes in and he turns the place around. But usually, if I'm interested in one of those shows, and then I go online because I'll see them as repeats. Like they really they ran three years ago, so I'll go online, and almost always those once Ramsay leaves, and I would imagine it's true with this guy. What's his name? Tapper. <laughs> What's the guy's name? John. I, I feel like. The host of Bar Rescue, I don't know what his name is, but I feel like the same thing will be true when he Mm -hmm. leaves. Probably the bar goes under.
1: Well, you just look it up online. Uh, A Yelp review, for example. We'll we'll say this place is closed.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I watched one. One of my favorite kitchen nightmares: Gordon Ramsay goes to some California. Uh, restaurant and the whole family is just a complete, you know, just completely dysfunctional. And it's
0: like every episode. <laughs> well, I know, but this
2: one he really kind of turns it around. And mm. it was a two-parter. My family we were so into it, we went online. And one thing they didn't tell you in the the show was that the father, who would be the host when you walked in the door, had apparently some of the worst halitosis. He's the terrible breath. They never mentioned it in the <laughs> show. But can you imagine? Is there anything worse uh. than you? walk into and the host, the very first person you come in contact with, has dragon breath and it was never addressed in the show. I don't care how much you fix up the menu, if the host has dragon breath, you're going to go under. So so you had that surreal experience, are you getting better? I mean, it does seem like a long time, a week to still be sick.
1: Yeah, I've been walking around with uh, Pepto-Bismol in a brown paper bag on the street and this isn't <laughs> is a lie, it's a lie. I just pull it out of my bag, and then I drink, and take a couple sips.
2: And keep on walking, because that's the kind of person you are. Well, give us our first story from Studio B1.
1: Uh, the FBI, computer expert, briefly made a plane fly sideways. This is a report from the FBI.
2: I mentioned this a little bit early, earlier, because we had a, a local story that didn't have the, these consequences. That was about hacking. So tell us, what happened here?
1: Uh, a man, Chris Roberts, of, uh, I don't even want to give his company promotion. I right, don't. He's, he's hacking in. He works at a tech company in Denver, and he, he hacks in through the uh, in-flight entertainment system, and then from there he can he logs in with the generic passwords apparently haven't been changed, and then he can write some new code and override the system. So with this, in this case, he uh, caused one of the engines to thrust more than the other, which caused the plane to kind of go sideways. Now
2: he's not. Now, if you take his word for it, he's not trying to kill people. He's trying to let. People know that this is possible
1: right that's that's what he's saying but i i, I feel as though there's an air of uh, superiority in doing it this way mm-hmm. couldn't yeah. you just say hey this is the way it exists
2: I <laughs> show you how you know that. what i don't understand is somehow he seems to be going through the entertainment system And then able to crack, in my mind, the entertainment system on a plane should have a firewall between it and any other electronics that actually control the plane. So the real surprise to me is that he's able to use the entertainment system as some sort of entry system. But I guess it's all one big Computer, right? It should be two different on the plate,
0: right? It's got to be because it's it's sort of localized yeah, right. in, in this one place. But on wouldn't the plane. you
2: think that you could you could hack into the entertainment part, but still have nothing to do with the engines? Yeah, totally. Yeah, this I is the revelation you know. to me. Am I getting this wrong, Greg?
1: That that he's accessing it that way. Yeah, that is what's happening. Like I would I would agree with you. In that, why aren't they separate systems completely? Yeah, why would they
2: be built in such a way that they yeah. talk to each other at all? I mean, they should be on different software that doesn't, that just refuses <laughs> one's to One's on speak.
0: Windows, one's on Mac. Something. <laughs>
2: I mean, so one should be written in some software language and the other should be yeah. written in another software language where it's impossible to bridge one to the other. Now, I know nothing about what I'm talking about because I don't write code, um, but it seems to me that you should be able to put a firewall in between the entertainment system and... The, uh, the the systems that actually control the plane, like autopilot and things like that. That's ama- amazingly dangerous, but it makes you wonder if, you know, are we just all going to be susceptible? I mean, everything, the power grid is now on these sort of networks, our, our dams, water systems, is it just going to be that forever a good hacker can cause massive trouble. I mean, this guy could have, this guy could have taken that plane down, right? I don't know. Could could the pilots just turn that off and override? Probably they, I'm hoping they could.
1: Yeah, I assume, and again, I don't know for sure, but, you know, it's flying on autopilot for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then if they, if they need to, the pilots can take control of the plane again. So.
2: It's one more reason for me not to fly.
1: Well, it's what it makes (laughs) me think about the, the pilot with German wings. Yeah. If, 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 that were possible for autopilot just to override an actual pilot, I assume somewhere somebody would have had access to that uh, plane's flight system, and then they could have like basically rendered that guy useless, the pilot who was forcing the plane down.
2: Yeah, yeah that's what I wondered about. It. it seems to me, Now, but then we're talking about being even more on the network, which would expose you in other ways. But the, when, in terms of the German wings thing, I thought that there should be a way where people on the ground... Could basically just take over that plane electronically if they saw that a madman was trying to take it into the into the side of a mountain. Now that being said, that's just going to put you more on that network, which is going to make you more exposed to hackers. I would imagine if you're able, if, if air, could, if the flight control people could take over the plane, well, then it's not going to be very long before someone on the ground. But I don't know. Isn't is there anything that's secure that's actually secure?
3: Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Uber secure.
2: I don't know. I heard that Uber, like they, they even they, those guys, like right. uh, they, if you use them a lot, apparently they can see what you're doing because your GPS is still on your phone. And like they've gotten in trouble huh. at board meetings, going, uh, oh, some so and so is, oh, we know exactly where he is. He's five. Well, blocks you can away. see where
3: they are on the, the different little cars. Yeah, I but that them. goes both
2: ways. Wow, I didn't know that. I think uh, that they, they've gotten in trouble for stuff well. like that. So you know what? I, I look when it comes to privacy. I've just given up on that. I just assume everything that I look at, everything, whatever. It's all it's all public record. But if I'm a passenger in a plane, I mean, I want somebody to explain this to me and tell me what's being done about it because this guy may just be a jerk, but he may be the best friend we've had yes. for doing something like this before. People with other purposes got a hold of it.
0: And has he tried? To, has he tried to go to the uh, airlines specifically before yeah.
2: he just goes to the media? Well, thing? Greg, explain that. He has tried to go to. He's been kind of a thorn in the side of the airlines for a little while now. He tweeted
1: at United Airlines saying that he could hack into the uh, the onboard computer settings, and then they wouldn't allow him on a plane. But as far as I've seen, that's the extent.
2: Oh, so they computer. would allow him on the plane, and then he got on a plane and did it and showed it to him. So he's you know he's some kind of. Uh, megalomaniacal kind of person but he may be doing us a favor. Look, he could have done something pretty dangerous with that plane before the pilots were able to get control and he didn't. He did a small thing, made it go sideways, and told people, I guess he has a piece of equipment he brings on with the board with him. He puts it in his, between his legs or something, <laughs> or on, on the seat. Yeah. The
1: only thing that makes sense is that all the power on a plane goes through the APU. Right. So, so maybe, maybe he's able to take control of the APU. I don't when know what the APU, APU is. It's the, uh, basically the processing unit for the entire airplane. Right. So, or the, the, the general so power. So that's why source.
2: the entertainment system would be there and the other that's electronics. That's where they get their and, power. Yeah. Right. So, so, so that's
1: the only thing I can think of is that he's taking over the APU.
2: Uh, well, whatever he's doing, we need to figure out a way to stop it, because uh, you and I aren't the only ones reading the story. Yeah. I guarantee you that people who would like to take planes down are reading that, and now they know. Well, there's something here. Let's get one of our experts on it. So
3: it's James Bond stuff, man. It this really is. James Bond stuff. You, know,
2: uh, you can imagine the James Bond movie <laughs> yeah. opening with this: a yeah. guy and he's got the thing, and, and, just, he, and especially like yeah. in movies where yeah. computer
0: things happen so quickly, the guy's yeah. just
1: like,
0: yeah.
2: and then. James Bond has to do all kinds of physical things that a man that age could never possibly Standing really do Standing on real top life. of the plane. And some of these James Bond movies lately, the yeah. opening scenes, which are, which are always the greatest part of James Bond, the opening scenes, but I remember the opening scene of Spy Who Loved Me when I was 13 blew me away. And it was like he was skiing off of, and he had a parachute or something. But James Bond today defies gravity 17 times before the credits roll. Yeah. It's almost like I can't even necessarily, I really feel like the James Bond movie got caught up in the Bourne conspiracy series right. felt like, right. oh, we're losing out to that and we have to get we have to get better than that with our action scenes
1: Bourne was still somewhat realistic one of those Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies he was Surfing a tidal wave yes. uh, out of our door.
3: Yes, I never bolt Pierce Brosnan as Bond. Uh
2: he was better than the guy before him. the, yeah. the guy before him wasn't that good, but the, the movies themselves weren't that good. But I, I remember being in the theater watching Spy Who Loves Me and just being blown <laughs> away by that opening. I I mean, it totally took my surprise. It's like what he goes, he skis off the edge of the of the thing, and then. Ah, the parachute. And I yeah. remember, like, that's real movie stuff. Like, I was, like, 12 or 13, and I was, like,
3: oh, my God.
2: Like, yeah. that was enough for me. I, like, today, a 12-year-old watches that, and they like, yeah, I knew it was going to happen. What, of course. Where, where's the blood? Yeah, why wouldn't you have a parachute? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do we have time for one? Should we take a break and do one more story do here? do one more. Let's do one more story from uh, Studio B1,
1: Greg Rose. All right, as, as we're talking about pilots and automation, Google, their self-driving car is set to hit the road this summer.
2: mm <laughs> I'm
1: not not, I'm not into this.
2: Now I don't you know, look I'm not a Luddite, I'm for technology, and obviously you know that the idea of self driving cars is gonna be safer because did you know this? I did some reading, came across this somehow. Uh doctors who are part of the organ transplant system. You know, basically, I'll get to this with you later, English Nick, they love motorcycle riders. Um, you need somebody to die young in mm-hmm. order to harvest those organs, and there are doctors that are part of this are starting to have conferences about what are we going to do 20 years from now when all these self-driving cars are going around and we don't have the accidents that we all... So, these things Release don't have steering wheel. I wouldn't get in one. They don't have a steering wheel. I want to be able to override this thing. But that's just my natural fear. If I'm looking at the fact that organ doctors are starting to have conferences about a shortage of organs that are going to happen once we get the self-driving car, that tells me things are going to be safer. We'll talk more about this and get a, another story or two from Studio B1 when we return. Love this song. Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler, Autumn Fisher, Jared Yamamoto, English Nick, Greg Russ is from Studio B1. Channel 2's Brad Nitz says a high of 85 degrees. He's going to peg that as an 8 on the Mellish meter. It's 80 degrees right now. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning. Of summer. Also, by the way, uh, we only do this show for two hours a week, but we do have podcasts. We do two other podcasts. This show is uh, available as a podcast as well. And when we leave here, we do something called The After Show, which is yet another podcast. All of those are available at ericvonline.com. E-R-I-C-V-O-N-L-I-N-E dot com. Greg Russ, you still there? You got one more story from Studio B1? Yes, sir. Would that be a no? Would that be a yes or a no? Oh no! I don't know where Greg, he went. We had did he him. where go? We had him. Is everything's up? I haven't changed a thing over here. Well, perhaps he's not we'll live. Hello. Hello. Well, Hello. maybe there he's not right. there. Oh, there he is. There he is. Are you there?
1: Yes, I'm here. What, what happened? Did you walk away? Uh, no, 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 no. That was my fault. Okay, well. I, I muted my microphone during the break I got a phone call and I like, just in case, it's still
2: on. There you go. And well, that I just don't... goes to show that Greg Russ is not a professional, but we still love it. <laughs> Do you have uh, one more story for us?
1: Yes. Harriet Tubman wins ball for woman on $20 bill. There's a petition to replace Andrew Jackson and, and then she's taking the lead 33 percent of the
2: vote you're saying that you're speaking so quickly i don't even know (laughs) if most people even really understood what you said slow down a little bit who who is it now
1: harriet tubman wins poll for woman on 20
2: (laughs) dollars bill
0: you know in new york they speak a little those yankees like to speak a little quickly so you really got to pay attention
2: okay i guess so harriet tubman famous abolitionist She herself was an escaped slave, I believe, and then helped other slaves. And there's been this movement to get a woman on the money, and (laughs) even a cold-hearted person such as myself can't deny that there are women in the history of this country (laughs) that deserve to be iconic and deserve to be on the money. I was worried that it would end up being someone who was kind of polarizing in her day, which is Eleanor Roosevelt. I didn't want it to be Eleanor Roosevelt just because there were people, you know, she was kind of kind of a socialist little sort of, you know. Harriet Tubman, I think, I, w- I would agree is a good choice. First of all, you get somebody of color for the first time as well, and you get uh, the first woman, and anybody who doesn't like Harriet Tubman. Is a jerk, quite frankly. <laughs> so, And, you know, Andrew Jackson, eh, whatever. He's not exactly a president we all talk about that much anymore. I'm sure he was fine in his time, but it's time for Harriet Tubman. I'm all for it. All right. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again on the next episode, which is next Sunday at 1 p.m. Remember, ericvonline.com. To get all of your podcasts, we're going to leave here, leave the studio immediately, and start the Doctrine After Show. Thank you to everyone. But we'll see you again next time. I'm trying to fill time until I get off. I don't know what to say. <laughs> that was it. That was the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again on the next Von Hessler Doctrine. But until then, I must insist that each and every one of you get off my lawn.